This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Angela Marcus, and thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to be speaking with Kristen Tulo, Pennsylvania State Director for the Humane Society of the United States. As a lifelong resident of Pennsylvania, I'm really excited about this conversation. In fact, when I was talking to her earlier, I told her she's my hero. I'm really eager to talk to someone who's on the front lines of advocating for all animals, dogs, cats, birds, farm animals that are in our state. And as many of the listeners know, and and people who know me, I spent my early career days working at the Pennsylvania SPCA, which employs the largest humane law enforcement team in the Keystone State. And while I never actually worked in this capacity, I did have the unique opportunity to be trained and sworn in as a Humane Society police officer during my time at the shelter. And the humane law enforcement team, or what we call the HLE team, many of whom are still my friends today, were some of the toughest yet most compassionate people I've ever had the opportunity to work with. But unfortunately, with this exposure, by by having the opportunity of working at the shelter, my time there also exposed me to a lot of horrific acts of animal cruelty and neglect. And even when we had, when we saved the animal and we got there in time and caught the person responsible, the most frustrating part was when the punishment just didn't fit the crime. It was and is still crystal clear that we need stronger legislation for animals. And that's what Kristen is fighting for. We'll be right back to speak with her after these messages. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photoprop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations and treat bowls, cups and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. With us now is Kristen. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. And, and first of all, I want to say thank you for the incredible work you and your colleagues are doing to advocate for animals in Pennsylvania all across our country. So let's start by talking a little bit about 2017 and what successes we saw. I mean, I know being on social media, I saw it time in and time out with this little dog named Libra. So tell us about Libra and and the story and what happened with this dog. Yeah, and I am so excited too to have the opportunity to talk with you as well. And just the mentioning of the Pennsylvania SPCA and the humane law enforcement uh, sector of the work that they do, they were actually our humane law enforcement team of the year this past year. So I just thought that was worth mentioning. And it's for the work that they do to ensure that our animals are protected from abuse and neglect. And so that's just really inspiring to me to hear that you have a background with that amazing organization. 
And they were an incredible advocacy partner with us on Act 10 of 2017, dubbed Libre's Law. And Libre's Law was the most significant strengthening of our animal cruelty laws in 30 years. This was historic landmark legislation that we had advocates across the state calling and emailing and using social media to contact their legislators and urge them to improve our animal cruelty and neglect laws. That was all inspired by Little Libre, the bug-eyed miracle, who was found at a Lancaster County farm. And I love this story because it's really the hopefulness of animal advocacy. And when a good Samaritan came across Libre, he had asked the farmer what was wrong with him. And the farmer replied, he didn't know he wasn't eating. And then Dexton, this good Samaritan said, well, can I have him? And the farmer said, I don't know why you'd want them, but yeah, you can take them, have them. So it all started, yeah, with one compassionate act of kindness to, you know, take this puppy. He then contacted officer Jen Neils, who is now a humane officer with the Pennsylvania SPCA as well. And Jen contacted Janine at Speranza Animal Rescue. And from there, Janine contacted Dr. Pryor, who literally saved Libre. You know, I think that the other side of this was the direct care and rescue of Libre that then led to the first day I personally met Libre was with Senator Richard Alloway, who was the prime sponsor of Libre's law. And that day that we met him, the senator looked at me and said, what legislation applies to this case that we don't have? How could this happen? And, and I said, you know, first offense felony for torture of an animal and that we were one of only three states who didn't have that law. And that law should include the definition of starvation, which is exactly what had happened in Libre's case. So from there, Libre's law was born. So Libre's law isn't just about what happened with this specific dog. When you look at the statue overview, there's a lot of other things that are included here. Can you talk to us a little bit about how it evolved and the other things that are included in this law? Yes. And, you know, no one would have believed that this was actually just over one year ago that this bill was signed into law by uh, Governor Wolf. And Nobody would have predicted the tremendous impact that this would have on animals in our state and the guardians who protect them. So there are five key components of this legislation. And the first is mandatory forfeiture. So under previous law, someone could be convicted of animal cruelty and have that same animal that they abused returned to them. Under this new law, Mandatory forfeiture requires that upon felony convictions that that animal be forfeited to an animal shelter. The second component, which is really important because we are getting into the winter months and it's a statewide anti-tethering legislation. So for the first time in our state history, we have a law that prevents 24-7 chaining of dogs. The third component is civil immunity for our veterinarians and our humane police officers, which is huge news because we should be protecting those who are protecting 
our animals. And then the final component of this legislation is there's two pieces, really. The next component is that our cruelty laws are now no longer species specific. So originally, this was added protection for horses, because under our old cruelty laws, misdemeanor charges applied to dogs and cats. But now our cruelty laws, it is based on bodily injury to the animal. So it does not matter if it is the smallest animal to the largest animal. It is not species-based. It is based on bodily injury. And that is a major significant change in our cruelty laws. And then finally was Senator Richard Alloway's Libre's Law, which increased penalties for heinous animal abuse. Wonderful. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the things that really hit home with me that you were just talking about was something that I, I really lived and breathed every day in the shelter environment was the forfeiture. I mean, the number of animals that were held under quote unquote protective custody within the shelter environment while I was at the Pennsylvania SPCA was just heartbreaking. And, and for people who might not know this, I mean, in these cases, what happens is these animals are really the victim of the abuse or the neglect. And they're, they're also the evidence. So when they come into a shelter, if the owner is not willing to immediately forfeit ownership or, or surrender that pet to the shelter, the shelter is then responsible for housing and caring for these animals at their expense with potentially the hope of getting restitution down the line. But, you know, we all know that's not easy um, and yes. someone's got to do that work. But these animals are sitting in cages in a shelter environment and, you know, with cases that are maybe a little less in the public eye, some foster arrangements can be made. But typically it's pretty strict that these animals have to stay within the shelter under someone's watchful eye, ensuring that they're safe. And it's just, it's when it's a, a sentiment being, it's just not fair. So this is a really big deal. It's something that I, like you said, just believe is historic and it's something that just makes me smile. <laughs> it makes me happy. And, yeah. and, <laughs> it does. It does. And, and we were the most improved state in our uh, humane state rankings based on the Animal Legal Defense Fund and the Humane Society of the United States ranking reports. And that was really exciting to see that Pennsylvania is a leader, has become a leader in our humane laws and, and how we're building a more humane Pennsylvania. And, you know, it's something that a lot of people, I think a lot of people think Pennsylvania, they think Lancaster, they think puppy mills, they think, oh, gosh. So to hear that we're actually are now being seen as a leader in the animal welfare space is really exciting. And, and it just shows that, you know, people like you, the impact that you're having and the good work that you're doing is really making a difference in the lives of all of these animals. The other really cool thing about Lieber's Law that just makes me smile, too, is the civil immunity for veterinarians, because I know, you know, my husband's a veterinarian. He, he owns a veterinary hospital and and there's been plenty of times and i've seen it at the shelter but there's been plenty of times where there's something that's like a little questionable comes in and you start wondering you know should i report this do i not report it and i think you know not with my husband of course but but i think there are veterinarians and and, and people who work in the veterinary field who sometimes are like well you know they've been a client for a long time maybe they just don't know or maybe like they're worried they're worried about the repercussions so this immunity is a big deal as well it is and and that is also 
also, you know, and you had mentioned too, just the efforts of, you know, the advocate base and people who are giving a voice to these issues. And, you know, I'm really inspired too by the advocates and our shelters and rescues across the state and, and our humane legislators who have really worked together in a bipartisan way to help the animals of Pennsylvania. I think that one of the most interesting aspects of animal welfare is that, you know, you have in this particular case, a a Republican from Montgomery County working with a Democrat from Erie, you know, in a, a nice bipartisan way. So it really shows you that you know, this issue, you know, the animal party really has no party. And, mm-hmm. you know, we are all supportive of animal protection measures. And that was something that I just thought was, you know, important to mention and, and the invaluable leadership that our legislators have had and, and have stood with us to be a voice for the voiceless. Yeah, I know. It's such an important point to call out, especially now in such decisive times that we're in, or divisive times that we are in, that when it comes to animals and the unconditional love that they provide to us, there really doesn't seem to be any major political affiliations when we're fighting for what's right for animals. So so yeah, I think that's really important to call out. So right now, we're going to take a quick short break, uh, hear a message from our sponsors, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what's happening now in the world of humane legislation in the state of Pennsylvania. Be right back after this. Take Me Home. We'll be right back with more great stories of lonely pets in search of loving homes right after these messages. Stay tuned. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of dog suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud Shampoo. Made with all natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Dot com. Welcome back to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. We're going to continue our conversation with Kristen Tulo, Pennsylvania State Representative for the Humane Society of the United States. Okay, Kristen, so now I'd like to talk, we talked about Libra's Law and what was happening in 2017, and now I want to talk about what's happening now and, and how people can get involved. So tell us about House Bill 1216, because that's a, that's a hot one right now. Yes, and and this was such an exciting uh, legislative victory this year. We've been working on this legislation for the previous session as well. So to get this bill across the finish line this session is a, a huge victory for animals and again the guardians that are protecting our pets as well. So House Bill 1216 is dubbed the hot car bill, but it is actually referred to as the animals in distress bill because this would allow a public safety professional to enter a vehicle, whether it was they recognized an animal was in distress from heat, uh, it could be cold temperatures, or it could be something as uh, such as a, a leash being you know, wrapped around a seat and the, the dog or cat is struggling in the vehicle. So this would allow that public safety professional to enter the vehicle and not be held liable for damages for breaking into that vehicle. 
And this is a, especially getting into the cooler time of the year as well, something that advocates can really be supportive of by making sure that they're contacting public safety professionals if they see a dog or cat in a situation like that. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all been there, right? I'm the crazy person that's in the parking lot and sees the dog in summertime and is like, okay, where's mom, dad, what's going on? Like, I'm not leaving this dog until I know that someone's here. And, you know, I think it's, this is one of those things, you know, when we think about animal cruelty, we think about neglect and, you know, this definitely falls into one of those categories, but I always have thought about neglect. Sometimes it's really an education issue. So from a perspective of, okay, let's assume that People don't would never, you know, they love their dogs. You know, it's not bad pet owners out there leaving their pets in cars. Not always anyway. So how do you approach this from an educational standpoint? Yes. And this is also, um, if somebody recognizes a pet is in distress, we wanted this bill to be preventative versus punitive. And so this is first step that the public safety professional would make a reasonable attempt to find the owner of the the vehicle. From there, I think that advocates have a really great opportunity right now as well to work with your local businesses or your large businesses like the Targets and different franchises to ask them to have signage in their parking lots that, you know, please don't leave your pet in the car while you're shopping. It's the law. And we are going to have some really great window decals that will be available in the next couple of weeks that we can place on vehicles just to let them know that this is the new law. And I think it is oftentimes, like you said, well-intentioned people that want to have their pet with them. But it's really important to remember that on those hot summer you know, July days and those really cold temperatures that it's best to leave your pet at home. And so that's really the message that we're wanting to get out. And we're hoping that businesses will really help be supportive of that and educating on the new law as well so that people know not to leave their pet in the vehicle while they're shopping. And when we post this episode, we're going to certainly post the information about how you could go about acquiring one of those window decals or and yeah. there's some great information that Kristen shared with me earlier that really blows your mind when you think about it. I mean, one of the stats that, that hit home with me was it only can take six minutes for a dog to die in a hot car. I mean, people think all the time, I got to run into the store and grab milk. I got to run in and grab whatever. It's going right. to take you more than six minutes and six minutes. That's all it takes for a dog to die when the temperature is hot. Exactly. And, you know, the Pennsylvania Vet Medical Association and AAA of Pennsylvania were our two key partners on this legislation. And, you know, it was really something that we know our vet community sees and they know that there is frequently distressed situations like this. And so we really do believe that this legislation is going to help prevent a lot of these situations from occurring. And you're absolutely right that it's through you know, education and again, being preventative on this next step in, in this phase with this legislation that is now law, which is also a unanimous vote in both of our chambers, both the House and the Senate. So another example of, you know, our humane legislators supporting animal protection measures. And I just think it's such a, it really clarifies what to do because I think oftentimes you'll find I've been in this situation where I pull into a parking lot somewhere, you know, it's a million degrees out or maybe it's freezing cold out. It could be either. But there's like a huddle of people around a car and the dogs in the car and everybody's like, what do we do? We can't find the owner. What do we do? Now it's easy. You call the police. They have a tool. They, they know what to do. They can handle the situation. They're not going to be held accountable because I've even been in situations where the police weren't sure what to do. 
Exactly. This is, and you just hit on a really important point because it's important that our law enforcement and our humane officers have the tools to be able to identify and eliminate the cruelty and neglect in situations like protecting pets from distress in motor vehicles. And that law enforcement piece is a big area of focus that we've been working on over the last few years since Act 10 has has gone into effect. And we're going to continue doing so with the animals in distress legislation as well. Well, great work on this. Congratulations on the success you've had so far with it. And and so the other one that I wanted to talk to you about today was this SB 1154, which I've heard referred to as the puppy retail sales bill. Can you yes. tell us about that? Yes. And, you know, we have definitely noted that the passing of Act 10 and the Animals in Distress Bill are both huge historic legislative steps and and actually not small steps, but really a leap in the right direction toward the protection of animals in Pennsylvania. However, we do still have work to do. Our state is one of the top 10 states for online puppy scams and our state has nine dealers in this year's horrible hundred report and that is yeah and that is the reason that we introduced pennsylvania's puppy retail sales bill which really promotes animal welfare and protects consumers very cool so yeah so tell us a little bit about what is that what does it really mean when you say it protects consumers like i know that people have been duped when i mean i heard you say the word scam i think it's a real thing that's i don't think i know it's a real thing that's happening i mean you know what i do at getyourpet.com obviously we, we do not allow the sale of puppies at all but we get people who register on the site who say oh i've got this puppy i want to get adopted and luckily we've got all these monitoring things in place they're removed off the site immediately but i never really knew starting this website that this was going to be such a problem and it is a serious problem we're seeing on craigslist we're seeing all these horrible places so so what does it mean how does this protect people so there are a few things here with the consumer fraud one thing i did want to mention our attorney general actually implemented a training program so all of his consumer fraud agents are now trained on pet scams. We trained in Philadelphia, Harrisburg, and Pittsburgh. So that was in partnership with the Humane Society of the United States because we are we are the fourth highest state for consumer fraud complaints for people who have purchased a sick or misrepresented puppy from a pet store or online. So this bill specifically targets the retail sales side because we know that responsible breeders are not selling to pet stores. That is really important to mention because this bill would require that any retail store would, it would ban the sale of puppy mill dogs, kittens, and rabbits unless sourced from a rescue or shelter. And so we have humane models in our state that are working Right now, Pets Plus is uh, one example. They have five stores in Pennsylvania, and they've adopted out 8,000 animals since 2014. So they shifted. And they used to be, right? Yeah. Just just so, I'm, just so we're clear, like they used to be these people selling, you know, these commercially raised puppies from puppy mills and God knows where, but they made this yep. switch and over 8,000 animals. Think about that. That's enormous. Yeah. Yeah. And so we know, and we're seeing a a trend. We're seeing more stores, you know, the Humane Society of Harrisburg area has a partnership with the, their mall, which has a pet store and they're actually adopting out pets versus selling commercially raised animals. And so we know that there are models that are working. And the, you know, other side of this is that for this legislation, 
we know that the the responsible breeders that sometimes there are people who want a very specific breed and you may look at a rescue or a shelter and you're just not able to find exactly what you're looking for and there are responsible breeders out there for those situations we of course always encourage adoption first and most often you're going to be able to find the exact type of pet that you would want through a rescue or shelter but in the cases that you can't we do want to make sure that the public does know that there are responsible breeders and they are not the ones who are selling to pet stores. They are the mom and pop shops that your mom and pop locations that they want to know just as much about you as you want to know about them. And they're going to invite you into their home. They're going to want you to see mom and dad. So I just wanted to be really clear that the retail stores, we know that responsible breeders are not the ones selling to our pets. Exactly. Yes. I mean, and I think it's something we're always thinking about in the animal welfare space and the animal animal loving community is there's all these different avenues that you can acquire a pet. And, you know, obviously from where I come from in the animal sheltering world, we're always like, don't breed, you know, don't buy a dog from a breeder, but there are specific breeds who people want to seek out and, and there are responsible breeders out there. But as you pointed out, and it's so important for people to really take this and say, let it sink in is they're not selling to, to pet stores. They're not because they, right. they have a demand of their own. So the pets that are in pet stores are coming from puppy mills. It's that simple. It's just cut and dry. And, and, you know, one of the documents you sent me, I remember reading is it's interesting because I feel like we're having such a big shift and, and what SB uh, 1154 is doing besides having like an example of pets plus switching to an adoption model. It's really a business friendly thing to be doing because pets plus, I don't care who you are. If everyone is thinking now adoption first, adoption first, they're going to have a better reputation in the community. By doing this. Yes. They, and actually, they wrote a letter of support for uh, the retail sales bill. And that is exactly what they said. They said the reputation in the community is, you know, just increased and they're a part now of their community. And, you know, and that really leads me into some of the ways that I think that the public can help as we move forward with the animal protection measures generally. And then as it relates, you know, to this bill, there's really three things that I think that advocates can do. And, and the first is if you see something, say something. Reporting animal cruelty to your local humane police officer. And if you do not have a humane police officer in your county, reporting that to your local or state police. The second thing is to help spread the word. Adopt, don't shop. And it's really important that no one ever buys a puppy online or from a pet store, except of course, from those stores that are offering the rescued pups, because no matter what the salespeople tell you, they are likely coming from places like these. Plus, it's also very important to mention pets who are already healthy, vaccinated, and spayed are available from our amazing shelters and rescues across the state. And then finally, you know, your voice counts and your legislators listen to you. They want to hear from you, their constituents. And that was witnessed with the passing of the most historic legislation in our state history with Act 10 of 2017 and the recent signing of animals in distress bill into law as well. So now as we get into this next legislative session, we're going to be really focused on Pennsylvania's pet retail sales bill. We have had a lot of momentum around this issue. 
it was voted, the bill was voted out of Senate Judiciary Committee. So we are in a really great position in this upcoming session to move that legislation forward, but we need your voice. So stay you know, up to date on that through our animal advocacy alerts and following the Humane Society of the United States, Pennsylvania on social media as well. And we just look forward to continuing to work together to enact animal welfare measures that are good for both people and pets. Well, again, thank you so much, Kristen. I I definitely want to be more involved. So I'm going to follow up with you after this podcast. I want to find out more ways where we can use our voice at getyourpet.com to share this information and make sure our, you know, email list is informed specifically in the Pennsylvania level, but also all across the country because Get Your Pet is a nationwide site. So um, we definitely want to be able to educate our pet loving community and share this information and give people the opportunity to get involved and support the efforts that you and your team are working towards. So if you are listening and you are interested in learning more about how you can get involved, visit hsus.org. Again, that's hsus.org. stands for the Humane Society of the United States. From there, you can search for the Pennsylvania page. You can get involved through social media. Be sure to sign up for all the advocacy alerts and the things that Kristen had mentioned earlier. Also, I wanted to just remind everybody about the exciting event that we're having at GetYourPet.com. This year, we've created our own national holiday called Every Dog Day, and we'll be celebrating it for the first time this November 15th. Every Dog Day is a day to proclaim that every dog deserves love equally rather than just call out one breed or another as if it needed to be defended. At Get Your Pet, we are inviting everyone to join the conversation and celebrate Every Dog Day by sharing a photo of their dog on social media and telling the world why they're the best dog regardless of breed. In the past, Get Your Pet has participated in celebrating days like National Pitbull Awareness Day, which is meant to bring awareness to the misconceptions, stereotypes, and stigmas surrounding dogs under the Pitbull label. But we realized that in advocating for specific breeds, our well-meaning efforts might actually be contributing to the problem, unintentionally perpetuating the idea that Pitbull-type dogs are different from other dogs. So we came up with Every Dog Day. The contest is actually now closed, but you can still vote up until November 14th, and uh, the winner will be announced on November 15th. The winner will be winning a $250 doggy gift card courtesy of Pet Value Pet Stores. There's two runner-ups who will be getting a gift box from pupjoy.com. And if you're interested in getting involved, visit everydogday.com for more information about the contest and how to vote. If you have any questions about our show or have a suggestion for a guest or a topic, please email me at Angela at PetLifeRadio.com. I also encourage you to subscribe to Take Me Home on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again to our guest, Kristen Tulo, Pennsylvania State Director for the Humane Society of the United States. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And, and again, be sure to check in at hsus.org to see how you can get involved. Also, a big thanks to Mark Winner, our producer, for making this show possible. I look forward to talking with you next week. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.